Today we are concluding a series of messages that's been very popular in our church and even outside of our church, those who listen by podcast. And so uh, we're going to wrap up this series with probably one of the most important topics to speak about when we talk about being an overcomer, and that is fear. Who hasn't been gripped by fear at some point? It's a battle that many of us encounter. You know, kids, uh, starts when you're a kid, maybe you're afraid or we're afraid of uh, thunder and lightning, storms, things like that. Then you become a teenager, and maybe as a teenager you're afraid uh, your parents might get divorced. It seems like there's a lot more arguing than what there used to be. And then as an adult, you can agonize over potentially losing a job. Maybe you've lost one before, and so you're worried it's going to happen again, or your health is going to fail, or perhaps it's um, someone you love, and they're... Uh, health is going to fail. You know, life's most common fears are these. Uh, Let's listen up and see if you can find your spot uh, in here. Loss, loss of a spouse, loss of marriage, loss of child, loss of health, loss of job, loss of control. Those are fears. Failure, uh, failure that I'm not enough, I'll never measure up, I, I can't keep up financially, or even spiritual failure. There's fear of rejection, feeling left out again, to never marry, to have a marriage that's not going to make it, or maybe it didn't make it. Now you feel rejection from everywhere around. And then there's the fear of the unknown. You know, what's my health going to do? What's my job going to do? Am I going to be able to be here as long as I'd like? Uh, I'm stuck in an abusive situation. Uh, Good or bad relationships. I don't know which way this is going to turn. I'm uncertain. So in the uncertainty of the world that we live in, I want us to look today to a key text. I would encourage you to memorize This text. This is a great verse. There's a lot of great verses in the Bible to memorize. I would encourage you to do that on a frequent basis. But this is a powerful, powerful verse when it comes to fear. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound Mind. Say that with me. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is not from God. So if you're feeling fear, it didn't come from God. So it came from somewhere else. And I don't know about you, if it didn't come from God, I don't want it. Right? Uh, Elsewhere in the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes from God. And so some people say fear is the opposite of faith. But I believe fear is faith. It's just faith in the wrong things. See, we we become believers that this bad thing's going to happen. 
We, we begin to project and we begin to think ahead and we begin to think, oh, this is probably not going anywhere. Oh, it, it seems like a good day, but hey, it's not going to last. You know, it never lasts. And, and so we begin to project and we begin to get fearful. In 2 Timothy, uh, Paul, uh, before these verses, talked to Timothy and he says, Timothy, you've got something in you and it's not fear. What you've got in you is a faith that was handed down from your grandma and from your mom, and I'm convinced it's in you. You you couldn't have been brought to church all those years and something not rub off. Come on, somebody. Anybody have anything rub off? You know, just kind of, you, you get some of that. And, and Timothy is struggling, and so Paul's encouraging him, and he says, no, you've got faith in you. It's not fear that's in you. God didn't give you that fear. He's put faith in you, and I know that some of you are here today, and you are gripped by fear and worry and dread and projecting things that might happen in your life and and those are gripping things and here's what I want you to know is you came to the right place today because God knew you were going to be here and he's having me deliver this message today and it's a message that could set you free today. Today. All right? And so I want you to believe that and believe that today could be your day of victory because God has not given you a spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind are what God's given. So if God is going to empower us to overcome fear, let's start by defining it, all right? Uh, what, What would be a definition of fear? Here's what I believe that fear really is, is fear is belief in the what-ifs. It's a belief in the what-ifs. You know the what-ifs. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if this happens? What what, what are we going to do? What what, what are we going to do about that? And Moses suffered from this. So you're in good company if, if you struggle with what ifs, because Moses, when he started out his spiritual journey with God, God spoke to Moses, said, I'm going to use you. You're going to deliver over two million people from Pharaoh. You're going to face him down. You're going to tell him to set my people free, and he's going to do it. And you're going to take them into the promised land. Now, that's what God declared. How many know God's truthful? And when God says something, it's going to happen. But Moses said (laughs) to God, when the bush is on fire and he's talking to this flaming bush, can you imagine having having a conversation with this voice coming out of the fiery bush? And in Exodus chapter 4, verse 1, Moses says, well, what if they say, he didn't talk to you? Moses, what have you been smoking? What you've been drinking. Now, God did not appear to you. A flaming bush, seriously, a voice, you know, I don't think so. And Moses is, is telling God, hey, what if this 
doesn't happen. And God says, hey, I made your voice. I made you. I made everything that is. I, I've got this. I, I can handle the what ifs. How many know God can handle the what ifs? And so instead of placing faith in God's promise, many of us place our faith in the what ifs. What if they don't listen to me? What if the economy drops? What if I lose my health? What if I lose my job? What if my spouse cheats? What if I can't have kids? What if my kids get hurt? What if I have a car wreck? What if I never marry? What if I marry a jerk? Could be worse. <laughs> what if, let me tell you something today. The what ifs don't really matter. What matters is God. But here's what the what ifs do. The what ifs in our life show us our fear. And that fear reveals what you value the most. Fear shows and reveals what you value the most. If you're afraid of losing your marriage, what do you value? You value your marriage. You don't want to lose it. If you're worried about something happening to your child, it's because you love your child. You value them. If you're afraid you can't pay the bills, if you're afraid you might lose your job, you're afraid and concerned and have a desire for financial security. And you value that. You don't want to lose it. And what you fear the most reveals what you value the most. Do you see that? And so here's the second statement. Is what you fear the most reveals where you trust God the least. See, you're not trusting him in that area. Let that just sink in for a moment. You're trusting perhaps yourself. If you're afraid of losing your marriage, then you're not trusting God with your marriage. If you're afraid of something happening to your child, then you're just not trusting God with your child. If you're terrified of not having enough, of somehow running out, then you're not trusting God to be your provider. I want to encourage you today to just be honest about your fear, to acknowledge where that fear is in your life, the what if. And, and what is that situation? What is that point? What is that part of you that you're fearful in? And let's just give it a name, all right? Maybe you, you even want to write it down, just say, you know, I'm not trusting God with my children. That's why I'm so afraid. I'm not trusting God with my future. That's why I'm so concerned about it. I'm not trusting God with my health. That's why I worry so much. I'm not trusting God with someone I love. That's why I'm afraid to have them out of my sight. I'm, I'm afraid... Uh, and not trusting God with my aging parents. 
I'm trying to do something instead of trusting God with them. Whatever it is, just write it down. Just, just think about it. What is it in you? What, where is your fear today? And, and what's important about this and why you need to name it is because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. And so you need to be able to define it in order to defeat it. Because if you think, well, it's not that big a deal or whatever, I'll come out of this or whatever, then you're, you're not honing in on it. You're not, you're not defining it so you can defeat it in your life. And I want us to just get real practical today because God wants to set us free from some things this morning. I have been praying all week for you and I have been praying for God to use today as a drawing a line in the sand day so you can be free from fear. How many are excited about that? That your pastor's been praying for you all week, all right? I thought maybe you'd get more excited about that. But I'd like for you to just consider what it is and then maybe consider even if tonight or tomorrow night or sometime this week you gather with your life group just sharing your fear. You say, you know what, here's what I wrote down on my handout in my notes. It's finances for me. It's financial security. Or it's, it's my children. I'm, not, I'm just not trusting God with my children. I'm not trusting God with my future. I'm not trusting God with my health. I'm not trusting God with my parents. I'm not trusting God. What is it in your life? Be bold enough to share it with people who love you. And if you're not in a life group, this would be a great week to get in a life group so you could do that. And share with other people and come around each other because there's power in collective prayer. Now, let's get practical. If you got your notes, we're going to look at overcoming our deepest fears. How do we do this? How do we overcome our deepest fears? Acknowledge fear, but trust God anyway. That's why I said write it down. You, you need to go ahead and acknowledge it. In other words, you don't just close your eyes and put your hands over your ears and say, I see no evil, hear no evil, you know, I don't have fear, I'm not afraid. All the time you're hiding. And so what you've got to do is just say, no, this is something that's real. This is happening to me. And you just face the brutal facts. That's what Jim Collins in, in one of his books, Good to Great, talks about with companies. But I say what happens with companies also happens with people. We have to confront the brutal facts and say, you know what, really? I'm not doing that. I'm not trusting God in this area of my life. I say I do, but then I worry. I say I do, and then I hold back. I say I do, and then I live in fear. Just tell the truth. You know, I'm nervous that this is going to happen. This is heavy. I'm worried about this. But then in the next breath, but I'm trusting God with it. I am trusting God with it. 
And a great example of this is a guy in the Old Testament named David who had some issues, okay? As a matter of fact, for some of us, if we would compare our life to David, it would help us out because his boss did not want to fire him. Some of you have that issue. His boss wanted to kill him and threw a spear at him and, and did different things to try to kill him, literally. Marched across the nation after him, took his army after him in order to kill him. He had family issues, all kinds of problems in his life. And so this is a guy who's known fear, who's known the, the, the pain of hurt and sorrow and pressure and stress and all these things. And here's what he decided to do. He decided to trust God anyway. In Psalm 20, 56, it says, my adversaries pursue me all day long. In their pride, many are attacking me. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God, verse 4, whose word I praise. Notice this again, just so we're clear. I, I want to state it again, and just because I need to hear it again, maybe David says, I'm going to say it again. In God, I trust and am not afraid because who you trust in makes a big difference in your fear level. If it's all on you, maybe why you're worried. And maybe for good reason, because it's all on you. But when it's all on God, I don't have to be afraid. And look at what he closes out with. He says, what can mere mortals do to me? You know, I think what they could do is kill you. You know, they, that could happen. But he's talking about the, the natural. He's saying, in the natural, the worst thing that could happen to me is I die. But my hope's not in this world, right? Hello, somebody. My, my life is not in this world. It, it's not based on this world. It's based on another world that we're going to talk about in the next two weeks. And in that world, I win because in that world that's beyond this world and over this world, I serve a God who sits on a throne, and it's not just the throne of America. It's not just the throne of Jerusalem. It's not just the throne of the world. It's the throne of the universe. And because my God is in control of the universe, I think he's got today handled. Right? He, he's got today handled. And, and so his will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we acknowledge the fear, but we put our trust in God. And then here's the next step is seek God to take away the fear. This is another thing David did. We'll get there in a moment. But, but, but here's what I want you to see is that you, you just got to seek after God because one of the things that David got titled in his career was a man after God's own heart. Okay, now this guy, if you read his story, he's far from perfect. He had issues. 
just like all of us have issues. As a matter of fact, turn to the person next to you and say, he's talking about you right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because we all got them, don't we? You don't have to name them, okay? Just just tell them that. But, uh, But here's the thing, is David says, you know what, God has the power. I I think if he could create the universe, just think about this. If he could create the universe, if he could create the blazing sun that I see, if he could create all those stars that I see and I can't even see, then I think he has the power to eradicate fear. That make sense? That, that maybe can handle my situation. And so here's what David wrote in Psalm 34, verse 4. He says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me, somebody help me here, from all my fears. All, right? How many know all means all? That, that's yours then. That's your fear of whatever it was that you wrote down a moment ago or that you memorized in your head and thought, "Mm, yep, that's mine. That's where I don't trust God fully. That's where I need some help. That's where I need deliverance. I need God's victory in that spot in my life. And here's what David says, and I'm so glad that he used that word. He says, he delivered me from all my fears, from my boss that's trying to kill me, from my family that's going crazy, from my finances that are up and down. Sometimes I live in a palace, and sometimes I live in a pit. I'm just out here in the woods, and I don't know where I'm going to sleep at night. But it makes no difference what's going on. I know God's in control, and I can sleep. I can rest. I can trust him because he's bigger than my fear. He will deliver me. Say that with me. He will deliver me. He will. As you seek him. This is what my wife Rochelle did. Uh, She was struck with anxiety like nothing we'd ever seen before. We we never even talked to anybody about anxiety. Uh, We're just plugging along. Life's good. She just witnessed to one of our neighbors and won her to Jesus. And uh, we were excited about that in the apartment we were living in at that time and met this gal. And so uh, it was just awesome. And then uh, she felt like she was going to die right there. She was alone in the apartment at that point and had to crawl to the bedroom. And uh, thought, I'll, I'll be dead by the time he gets home. So he, he's going to find me dead in this apartment. And EKGs and all kinds of heart tests, stress tests, all kinds of things. Later, uh, the medical people decided that this young woman in her 20s at that time uh, did not have a physical condition that they could discover. And so they called it anxiety, which is fear. 
And uh, as we begin to walk down this long road of anxiety, um, some of you maybe have been there. Uh, it wasn't easy. It's not easy for the person, for sure, and it's not easy for the partner either, especially if you're a fixer and you want to just make it right. And um, so we dealt with that for a long, long time, and ultimately, I'll just make the story quick because this is the important part for today, is um, we had a day in church where we were just going to have prayer for deliverance of whatever it was, fear, whatever in your life. Just, you know, if you just need set free, Jesus sets us free. Whom the S-O-N, Son of God, sets free, shall be free indeed, the Bible says. And so we were just going to believe God that that day was a day of freedom. And so I called people down front, which I'm going to do at the end of this service, and I said, if you feel like you deal with something and you just need to today draw a line in the sand and just need today to be a turning point, not that something magical is going to happen, but you just need today and today's date to be a date on the calendar where you know you walk down front. You didn't just sit there and, and stay the same way. You, you boldly walked out of your seat and came and stood in faith believing that God was going to meet you at this front. And so I'm praying with people, and I hadn't really noticed that all of a sudden the keyboards were gone. But Rochelle had been playing the keyboards uh, that morning, and uh, she's got up from the keyboard and walked down, and then all of a sudden, here's the pastor's wife, you know, in the prayer line. And I'm like, okay. Because uh, it had been a long journey. You just have to understand, we'd prayed a lot of prayers already. And she said, I'm believing that today's my day. So I'm down here to let go of this spirit of fear. And I said, all right, let's pray. And so we prayed that that day would be a day that that spirit of fear would be broken, that it would be cast aside, that, that it would be a turning point day in her life. And uh, then we went on, closed out the service, everything, and Here's what she did, because here's what you've got to do next. We're, we're going to pray like that today, but here's what she did next. This is what you have to do next. She renewed her mind and began to point to the devil that date and began to say, you know what? It was on that day that I let go of the spirit of fear, and I don't have that. And he said, oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, you, you will always have. No, no, you're wrong. You're a liar. I had it, but now I don't. And no matter how you try to convince me, I'm convinced that I'm free, 
that I will be free and will continue to be free. And she fought that battle and fought that devil back where he came from. Come on, somebody. And, and has not suffered like that since. And that was back over 25 years ago, all right? So I'm telling you, God can do it. What he did for one, he can do for another. He can do for you and our God wants to deliver you. It is possible that an eternal God is bigger than your temporary fear. Is that possible? And so perhaps that's why you're here today is so that you can be, you can be free. See, some of us, our problem is we glance at God, but we glare at our fear. And what you've got to start doing today is you've got to say, no, I'm not, gonna, I'm not just going to glance at God and glare at my fear. I'm going to glare at God and glance at my fear. It may try, you know, when I get up in the morning, oh, there it is, boom, you get back in that bed while I get out of it, Right? You stay here because I'm driving to work, and I'm leaving you here in this apartment. I'm leaving you here in this garage. I'm not taking you with me. You're not traveling. You're not my travel buddy anymore. Because see, what happened is on October 6, 2019, I went to church and I heard the truth, and God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And I have power, love, sound mind. I don't live in fear any longer. I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to stay there. I'm not going to put up with it. Devil, you've been a liar. You've always been a liar. You're the father of lies, the Bible says. You're the originator of it, and he is truthful, and I believe I'm free, and I'm going to live free. And I declare that, and I believe that over every one of you today. Father, I thank you that your word is true. And you have not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And if we'll grow close to you, fear will go away. As we get closer to you, as we put more trust in you, the fear begins to subside. Maybe you're here this morning, you say, Craig, I don't wanna give in to worry, fear, anxiety, depression, or any of those things that the enemy wants to put on me. And I want God just to change me today through the power of his truth. I declare it over my life. How many raise a hand and say yes? Yes, yes, yes. Hands all over this room. My goodness. Father, do it in this place today. In a moment, God, I pray that every person with their hand in the air will put some legs behind it. And they'll step out boldly and say, Devil, you're not keeping me in this seat. Devil, you're not keeping me back. You've been lying to me for too long. I'm not listening anymore. I'm declaring today is my 
day of freedom. Others of you are here while we're still praying. And maybe the fear you have is if this life was over, and and I know none of us want to think about that, but, but it's a reality, and maybe it grips you that I don't know where I'd go. We're going to talk about it for the next two weeks. But today, you're faced with the reality that you don't know your eternal future. But the reality is you can. And you know it right here, right now. And if you're in this room and you say, Craig, I don't know my eternal future. I don't know where I'd wind up if my heart stopped beating right now and I just slipped right out of this world. I'm kind of scared of that. I'm not sure where I'd be. But the Bible says we can be sure that His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of the living God. And if you'd like to have that in your life today, would you just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I I would like to know. Yes, yes. Several hands in here. All right, let's pray this prayer, church family, and especially for those who raise their hands. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, I believe you sent Jesus to die on the cross to pay for all sin and I know I've sinned but I want to start over so please wash away my past free me of my guilt I want to live a new life from this point forward as much as I know how I surrender my life to you Thank you for accepting me as a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, somebody. Praise God for those.